Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Mary. And welcome to our foster parenting experience. Hey, we're back. We're back. It's been what, two weeks or so? I don't know. It all runs together. It might be a little bit longer. We're sorry. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Uh, we saw... I think it was like 71 downloads yesterday. Yeah, that's got to be a fluke. Or yeah. else my mom downloaded this like again and again and again. She's not the best with computers. Mom, I'm just kidding. She, she teaches know. technology. <laughs> Maybe she had all of her students downloaded yeah. this like a exercise. Uh, who knows? Who knows? But thank you for listening. Yeah, anyone we, who's out there. Yeah, we greatly appreciate it. And we, we hope that we're an encouragement to maybe others who are going through foster parenting or considering it and if you're still on the fence we would definitely encourage you to um, go for it yeah yeah it's 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 a great blessing and it teaches you a lot it's the best and the worst yeah <laughs> but we'll get into that a little later yeah well we had a we had a rough couple weeks couple weeks it's it's been tough um Hence the lack of podcast. Yeah. Mark would ask me at like 9.30 at night, so you want a podcast? And I just look at him like, are you kidding? Like, don't talk. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I take it back. Undo it. Undo it. Undo it. Um, oh, yeah. Coming back from vacation, all the kids were a little uh, wonky. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Leland just, he, he went through a tough phase there for a little while. And possibly still going through it. We've had a great couple days. Mm-hmm. He's had a good run the past few days, but yeah, he was fussy there for a few couple weeks after vacation. It was rough. Just it needed uh, needed to be held all the time. And oh, tell him about your hand oh. with the holding. I'm not positive that it's because of holding Leland, but the timing is odd. That right around when Leland came a few weeks later, I started getting like this aching cramp in like my right forearm and hand and couldn't really figure out what it was what motion I was doing and it hit me one day that I'm holding a 22 pound baby most of the time while I'm trying to carry laundry and care for two other kids and dinner and I think it's uh, an official foster care injury it might be (laughs) and what was crazy is remember a few days after you started talking about it I had the same thing in my hand yeah. Just this shooting pain and I really think it it's not just the holding him, but when, when he's fussy like that, he'll kind he of fight us. He'll, he'll he doesn't sc- want to be put down. Constantly squirm. If you put him down, oh man, he's he's devastated. Yeah. And so then you have to pick him back up, but the whole time he's like pushing and just it's that extra he's, strain. He is not relaxed, we'll say that. He is and everyone who holds him says makes always makes some comment like He's squirmy, or you've got a live one, or he's a little ornery. And, and we know. Yeah, he, he really is. So I've busted out the infant carrier, those things you see people carrying their newborns in. Yeah, I've been putting our almost 16-month-old in it, sometimes on my back, sometimes in the front. I think it's probably good for bonding. Mm-hmm. It's probably bad for my back, but um, we're doing what we have to do. And I, I don't think I've even said this, but my hand definitely feels better Yeah, in the past couple days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I've been using that the carrier about a week, and I think it's helping. So. And he did great in it today. Yeah, we went to the zoo today, which 
It was like our kids were traded with somebody else's kid. No. <laughs> They're good. But today went amazingly like, smooth. Yeah. Peaceful. And they, they just looked at the animals and were calm and fun. And obeyed. They were great about following directions. Part, yeah. It was a great, it was a good day. And Leland did great with it. Mm-hmm. And we did not expect that. Yeah, because it's hard when we're in a place like that. He can't really get down and crawl because mm-hmm. it's so dirty and busy. And, yeah, he's just super active. It's kind of hard trying to be, like, in the stroller for a couple hours. Like, car seat and then stroller or being carried. But he rode on the front of me for a couple hours and then rode on the back or in the stroller. And, and was in a great spring. mood the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we had a fantastic time. Great weather today. And... Um, Oh, we, we should tell people about our car ride home because oh. we left like two o'clock and that's normally when uh, Leland and Ezra are going down for naps. Yeah, they're if, already asleep by then. Yeah, like usually even a little bit earlier. So we're leaving at two and this always happens with us with these type of trips. You know, it's the debate about are they going to fall asleep in the car or do we try to keep them awake and put them down when we get home? And we had like an hour drive to get home. Yeah. And initially, no indications that anyone was going no, to sleep. they were goofy and happy and snacking. And... Yeah, so we just said, okay, well, I guess I guess we'll get to go, we'll get home and we'll put them down and that'll that'll be nice because they'll, they'll rest better and mm-hmm. um, we can get some stuff done this afternoon. Well, who ended up falling asleep first? Yeah, of all things, our five-year-old who <laughs> never sleeps in the car and rarely naps, rarely naps at home. Yeah, nodded off in the in the back of the car. He was the first like fifteen minutes from home, and then we were eating chips, and <laughs> Ezra kept asking for chips. So I was like, and you would only give him like one at a time because we don't want him to make a mess. And yeah, yeah. Oh, heaven forbid our car get messy there, which well, wouldn't do. But <laughs> the tangent that we can't go to. Yeah, so I'm handing Ezra chips, and I I hear him say, "What do you say? Like another chip." Yeah. And he'd been saying that for like five please. minutes straight. Another one, mama. Another one, mama. Yeah, and I like turned around to hand it to him. And the words were like not even totally out of his mouth when I, my hand reached him. I looked back because he wasn't taking it. And he'd fallen asleep. Which is so Ezra because Ezra is not one to give in to sleep. No. Sleep must overcome fights it so him. much. But, so he literally fell asleep. Like he probably had a potato chip. Yeah. He literally fought it to the last possible millisecond. Yeah. And then it just shut him down. It was hilarious. He was done. It's like he turned off. So now we're just like 10 minutes from home, and the only one not asleep is Leland. Who, who, who's the one who needs a nap the most. Like he, a one-year-old cannot go all day with him. And f- he frequently naps like four hours a day, and all he had had yeah. so far was... Four is a little long, but yeah. He, he has naps. Okay, he's napped like five and a half hours before, but normally he naps like two and a half hours. So, you got to think he's going to fall asleep. He slept for like 15 minutes down on the way to the zoo. Mm-hmm. And we did, like you said, you carried him around a lot, but we did let him get down and play some and stuff. And he was beat. And yeah. we're just thinking, how is he still the last one awake? But, uh, yeah, two minutes later, he was out too. Caught the bug. So, um. So we didn't get naps in the car, but actually, they and they all woke up. We did get naps in the car. Well, we, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, we didn't get naps at home. They did wake up in the car. We, we did an errand, but um, they were actually, they were a little fussy waking up, but we had a great they rest of like, the day. They were like, are you kidding me? We're still in the car. Yeah. But 
So good day. Um, honey, can we go back to something? Yeah. Just looking at the notes. What did we miss? It's our outline. No, I just wanted to mention in regards to Leland's passing that we did hear from either training or just other foster parents that sometimes there's a period when foster foster kids first come to live with a new family that they'll be really good for a couple weeks because they're kind of learning the boundaries. They Mm -hmm. don't want to push it. They don't know what you're going to do when they, you know, misbehave. And and for the record, Leland's not misbehaving. One-year-old sometimes. Right. This council was in regards more so to older, to older a little kids bit older kids who like have behaviors, and then when they go to new foster families, the behaviors don't show up right away. And so the new foster family is like, I don't know what they were talking about. No, he They're doesn't. Great. They don't do that. And then after like six or eight weeks, they say the honeymoon's over, and you start to see kind of some of their behaviors coming out. And so we thought it could be that with Leland, I guess, because he's so little. I I just wasn't sure if he's that, like, I mean, obviously he knows something's going on, but it just surprised me that he would have the self-control, I guess, to hold back for six weeks and then start to let it loose, but maybe it's more of a subconscious self-protection thing. It's not that he's actively like, okay, and, six weeks are over. And, you know, we, we talked about this maybe a little bit on the podcast before, but when you look back over the progression, when he first arrived with us, there were no tears. No, oddly so. Yeah. Even when he got hurt, honestly, he wouldn't mm-hmm. cry. He could fall and he didn't seem to. Um, I mean, you, you want to say he surreal. Wait, well, on one hand, you want to say he was taking it well, but on the other hand, you almost want to say That's he was in a state normal. of shock. Yeah, because he transitioned to us with almost no whatsoever it was like with the exception of bedtime which would be two hours of crying every night for a month yeah but, but that's that, skip that well but that certainly had to be scary for him uh sleeping in a new place yeah. and being uh relaxed and trusting us enough and stuff and mm-hmm. we, we worked our way into that but as far as like the, the actual drop-off day and i know we did talk about this a little bit in episode one but now stepping back and thinking about it there was he wasn't upset at all to be he left wasn't, with us. but I think. But was he internalizing it? Is what we've really kind of talked about. Or the kids had a lot of moves, not from foster home to foster home, but just the nature of his um, parents' lifestyle before he came to us. He stayed a lot of different places. He didn't really have a schedule, and so it probably didn't seem that alarming that he was going to somebody else's house, getting dropped off. It's like, okay, this mm-hmm. is what we do. What is bizarre is that he stayed. He's slept in the same bed every night for three months. And, you know, I don't know at what point it kicked in that it's like, oh, things are different. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I honestly think better for him in terms of um, stability and routine and the things like that the kids need. But still stressful because he was a stick to things. And... Yeah. But, yeah, definitely he's been attaching to us more and more. Yeah, also when he first came. Somebody could have come and got him a week later, and he wouldn't have cared. He, like, would crawl to strangers and ask to mm-hmm. pick up. And and he's much more uh, attached specifically to us. We've definitely seen that. And it's it's certainly, like, really neat now when I, when I come home mm-hmm. from work in the, in the afternoons and you guys are all outside that, you know, the older boys are riding bikes and, and you have Leland there. And, like, when I pull up and slow down, roll down the window, his face lights up when he yeah. sees me. And it's, it's like, really 
okay, this does matter to him. First couple weeks, there wasn't really any of that. No. He was... He, he, he was learning yeah. what family is. Yeah. So, and we've also theorized maybe just a little bit with that fussiness that especially went through recently, maybe again, that's a sign of attachment and that trust and mm-hmm. just letting, trying to communicate to us the distress he's feeling about. Um, yes, he is used to change, but change is still hard always. And mm-hmm. um, We're obviously throwing out a lot of theories. Can you tell we're new at this? <laughs> Neither of us have our license to practice psychology. Yeah. So Maybe, don't. should we move on? Maybe let's move on. Let's move on. All right. So we got back from vacation and we were kind of focused solely on like settling back into routine, getting mm-hmm. sleeping and napping schedules. And that didn't take too long. Like we said, Leland was fussy. So we were kind of very focused on that. But otherwise, we were in our routine. Mm-hmm. Things have been how we been telling everyone for the past couple weeks but all it takes is one phone call yeah (laughs) when did you get that uh monday right monday yeah last monday uh leland's social worker who we will call betty Mm -hmm. um, called me it was a busy day anyway it was just a weird day but yeah and you've had real estate and yeah yeah um so she called and i was thinking it was about you know i don't know visit or something random and um she said she was calling to set up visits with Leland's dad what yeah I wanted to be like what Leland's dad's at work right now and my (laughs) husband no um Leland's dad who has not been in the picture up until this point we have known he's out there we have known a little bit about his life um we were told initially and again, Leland transitioned social worker, so that might have had a little bit to do with it. But initially, we were told, yeah, he's a little involved, but then we just didn't hear, like, anything. Yeah, I would ask the social worker, like, oh, are we going to do those visits? Just kind of thinking, you know, where we're going to fit into our schedule. And, you know, it just never seemed to go anywhere. It was like, yes, we're setting them up, but never went anywhere. And, and so, so we kind of settled into just thinking he's, guess he's, not. he's out. And a couple other things that happened that made us we just we'd been told a couple other things that had made us think that he wasn't really going to be in the picture um so betty called to say that we were setting up weekly visits with him i was a little bit surprised and shocked i think shocked would be the biggest word it was just a a change in expectation which is pretty much what they should call foster parents yeah (laughs) um but we, I mean, yeah, even in two short months, it just kind of settled into a routine and kind of felt like we know what our expectations are week to week about visits with his mom. Mm-hmm. And, and we just kind of settled into a routine. And so it definitely really threw us off. Yeah. We had some mixed emotions about it for those first couple of days. But so Monday was when the visits, you know, we were told that he was going to have visits and then they actually started Wednesday visit a week um and you went and you went well obviously you had to go to the visit to drop Leland off um did they let you stay there no I did email Betty and ask her if I could go to the visit um only because I thought it would be such a shock to to Leland because he hasn't seen his dad and at least at least the two months he's been with us and Mm -hmm. um I just thought it you know could be a little rough for him drop him off we're not sure how much he saw his dad before he came into care 
Um, so Betty told me that it's usually better since he does have a bond with me if they make it difficult for the birth parent to interact with them if the foster parent is there because the child's obviously used to me at this point. And since he's so little with older kids, maybe they remember better. But um, so she said it's usually better, you know, if the foster parent is wanted. So that was fine. I just wanted to ask. Yeah, it, it made sense. Yeah. Certainly. But it's I did. A, that would be an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, it would be tough. Mm-hmm. I had no doubt that it would make it harder for his dad, which was not my goal, but my goal was to make it easier for Dave. Yeah, yeah what's best for him. Right? Yeah. But anyway, she said no. So I just, I took him to the visit, and I still, Ethan was in school, and I did get a babysitter for Ezra, mm-hmm. um, just so that, I don't know, just so that during the drop-off, like... Ezra wasn't climbing like around the office, or um, I just didn't didn't know what to expect as far as how it would go or how it would feel. So, so you're dropping him off, and you're thinking, okay, so what do I do for the next, you know, uh, yeah, hour of time? I knew I was going to be kind of like nervous or anxious, so I didn't really feel like I don't know what I was going to do. I was going to go get coffee at Starbucks, <laughs> made me more anxious. Um, but as he was going in to his visit. Um, his dad's mother. So his grandmother. His grandmother. Leland's grandmother. Leland's grandmother. <laughs> not my grandmother. Leland's <laughs> grandmother um, was there, and she was also just kind of going to wait. Like, I guess she didn't really have a plan either. She couldn't go into the visit. It's just parents. I think only a parent can go. And so she and I just started talking just a little bit in the elevator. I think maybe she asked me a question or two. And then we just got into a conversation, and we ended up standing outside our foster care agency for probably like a half an hour, 40 minutes, and just talking about and talking about our families, talking about what's happened with Leland, talking about his dad. Um, Yeah, it was just an incredible opportunity to get to know his grandmother a little bit and hear more about their family. Eventually, we both kind of looked at the time and thought, like, let's just go and sit down. We've been standing outside um, for all this time. And so we went back upstairs and just sat in the waiting room. And we were really thankful for that, you know, when you were telling me about it that night. Because, I mean, tough tough dynamic a lot of times for uh, the birth parents to be interacting with the foster parents or any extended <laughs> extension yeah. of that. Um, understandably so. There's just a lot of feelings involved it it's their kids we're getting attached to their kid mm-hmm. um, really hard to see. so it's just something i mean we were thrown for a loop by getting the phone call to begin with um mm-hmm. then for this to happen just was like wow but we're really thankful for it i mean we got some more background on leland's situation yeah i mean any piece of information to know about him and about his family is just cool because I mean the first like week he was with us we didn't know his middle name (laughs) so it was actually a court I ran into one of his relatives and we were chatting and I was like oh by the way does he have a middle name it's like they've asked at the pediatrician and stuff and it's just weird to say like I don't know so it's just neat to get to know anything else about your kid that you can and it was a real gift to get to know his mom um Leland's dad's mom's grandmother <laughs> um just it gave us a perspective on their a different perspective on the situation 
that Leland's parents are in, just a little bit. I mean, they're, they are still in the situations they're in because of choices that they've made. I mean, of course, their backgrounds are, are play into that. Like, they, they've mm-hmm. had probably much more challenging upbringings than we have had. And we're very aware of, of that. They have made some choices that have that have not been good, that have been harmful for Leland. Um, but it just kind of helped with perspective, and I don't know. I think I was shocked at how reasonable, like how much she really did have his best interests in mind. Like, and it sounded like his dad did too. That they're really considering, you know, what is what's going to be best for. And I was just blown away. I thought, you have every reason in the world to be cold to me or to feel like you have my grandson. And she just wasn't. She was Mm -hmm. very happy to share things with me and happy to hear about our life. And uh, it was just awesome rambling. It was awesome. It was good. Well, I know. uh, For me, it's all like a secondhand experience, if you will. I have not met his mom, Leland's mom, which you have. Briefly, yeah. And I haven't met his dad either, but... Just you being able to come back and tell me has certainly made me more sympathetic to, again, yeah, the choices they've made have put them in this situation, and that's something they have to deal with. But just, yeah, I'm feeling overwhelmed with compassion. And yeah, just a little more grace, I think. Consideration for their feelings, and it's, it, yeah, in foster care, foster parent is a difficult situation, and... Um, I'm just really thankful because I don't think I felt that way maybe in the beginning. I think maybe I was a little bit more judgmental about their actions, putting Leland into this situation. And maybe that's still somewhat true, but um, yeah, compassion is the word that just keeps keeps coming to mind. And um, my heart really goes out to them. And, you know, especially going from a perspective, from our perspective, mind you, that we thought dad wasn't involved, and thus, if we extend that a little bit further, we basically were thinking he doesn't care. Yeah. And to find out he cares tremendously. Oh, he cares. That he, he was so excited from what you were able to tell me. Yeah, I guess we didn't talk about that at all, just that he, at the beginning of the visit, seemed pretty nervous about it, like a little uncomfortable. I mean, and believe you me, there are lots of reasons to be uncomfortable at a monitored visit at the, you know. <laughs> you have someone it's watching awkward. over your shoulder the whole time. Yeah, I mean, they, they frisk you before you go back to see your kid. It's it's awkward. It's a room with not a whole lot of toys from what you've told me and from what I've seen when we went through our agency before. And yeah. Yeah. And they do their best. But anyway, so he was uh, reasonably looked a little tense before the visit. And I thought, oh, buddy. Like, <laughs> This is not going to, you know, I just wasn't sure how it was going to go. And I wasn't sure how Leland was going to do. Yeah, this was on the tail end of the super fussy phase mm-hmm. he was going through. And so, you know, just thinking like, oh, what if he goes into meltdown mode right as he's seeing mm-hmm. his dad? And and I think the social worker was kind of aware of it, too, because she asked for my cell phone number just in case she said we don't need the whole hour. And like they're kind of mandated to have an hour like that's a court order. So it would, it would be, I mean, they have, it's available for them to have an hour. Right. uh, So we were a little nervous, but uh, the visit went great. Like Leland seemed to do fine. He didn't cry or anything after. They said he was great the whole time. So 
during the visit. And his his dad really, like, word. Like, he stepped up. He played with him the He was whole really time, engaging for what he, said, he told us. Yeah. yeah, he really made an effort. And um, we were really, really happy about that. And, mm-hmm. and it gave us just a glimpse at what reunification would look like. And just that, like, we could root for that. Like, it would be awesome to be see this man step up for his son and change his life because, because he sees that Leyland is worth that his dad and so I mean it was one hour like we've got months and months and months of work ahead if that's if he's gonna reunify but yeah, it but just kind of gave us a glimpse of and totally a change in perspective from feeling like he didn't want anything to do with Leland which was really you know hurtful and we thought in the mm-hmm. long run if this ever were to go to adoption like what do you tell them you know mm-hmm. and so this is a much much better beginning, whichever direction it ends up going. Um, it was just really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it took just one phone call and a one-hour visit to really shake up some of our viewpoints there so be another far. phone call next week and uh, another one-hour visit that could... Right. <laughs> Absolutely. But for now, we're, we're going to end on the positive note that it was great. And we're yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we welcome your thoughts, comments, feedback. You can visit our blog at ourfosterparentingexperience.wordpress.com. You could also leave a review on iTunes. Um, Apparently, we're getting downloads, so we'd like to know feedback on... Yeah. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot of siblings, Um, so I guess you're all... You know, we are trying... We do outline and stuff and and put some effort into the content of our episodes, but yeah, we'd love to hear... What your questions are, is the content what you're looking to hear, and um, we'll go from there. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye.